you also find them um, in unexpected places. I think um, one of the things I, I, I'm also really interested in with the history of tattooing is not the tattoo histories that are visible, um, perhaps the tattoo histories that people, as I said, come to mind when you think about mid-century tattooing or, or post-war tattooing, um, but the things that we haven't seen, the things that are hidden away. Um, these are actually photos from a, a, the tattoo portfolio of a gay tattoo artist uh, called Alan Oversby, Mr. Sebastian, who tattooed primarily gay men in um, Mount Pleasant and near King's Cross um, between the late 1970s and the mid-1990s. Um, many of his clients, and I, um, I, I uh, took out some slides of some very... Uh, interestingly placed rose tattoos, let's, let's put it that way, um, on his clients that were, would have been hidden entirely under uh, 1980s uh, Y-fronts, let's put it that way. Um, but the point being that there's lots of tattooing happening underneath clothing, right? Things that are happening um, in ways that one might not uh, imagine. And I think, again, in general, what I hope to do for the rest of this talk, and certainly in my work more broadly, is to kind of get you to think about not just the tattoos you can see, but to think about the tattoos that you haven't seen. So much of the idea that we have culturally about tattooing is formed and forged by the tattoos that have been visible to us. So where, for example, kings or members of the aristocracy um, or gay men or women have been tattooed, often it's not been visible. Whereas people who were tattooed, but who ended up working in manual occupations, digging roads or whatever, rolling their sleeves up, or who had their tattoos recorded for posterity, in places where historians might go and find those records. Those are the kind of tattoos that inflect our cultural knowledge. We only kind of think about the tattoos that we've seen. And I want to try and think about ways we can think about tattoos that are not so visible. I mean, the problem really is, right? So for example, the classic surveilled populations of tattoo history are criminals, for example. So we can think about criminal tattooing. Um, this is a tattoo uh, taken from the skin of a French criminal um, sometime before 1920. It's currently at the Welcome Collection in London. And there's a collection of about 200, 300 of these preserved tattooed skins, many of which feature flowers. Um, of course, like criminal tattoos get recorded in records and ledgers. Um, and there is this sense, therefore, that, you know, lots of that tattooing is a primarily criminal thing. So if you go looking for tattooing in a library, you will find more criminal tattooing than anything else. Um, and in some cases, like this one, even their tattoos were preserved, you know, as dry, dry preserved specimens in this case. Um, if, uh, you know, quote unquote normal or vernacular tattooing um, is just not recorded in, in this kind of detail. Um, criminologists uh, across Europe, um, in Italy, in Germany, in France, particularly from the mid-19th century onwards, recorded specifically tattooing in, um, uh, in criminal populations. They'd go to prisons and they would record. This is a kind of ideological, and we'll get to some of this ideological stuff again in a minute. Um, but there's this interesting ideological link, I think, between um, this idea that criminals in particular have tattoos and the fact that therefore we can kind of use them to decode their criminal behavior. A lot of the impulse uh, by European criminologists in the late, mid to late 19th century is to record tattoos in order for study to try and create a typology of criminal behavior. Um, like what you make of and what criminologists have made of flower tattoos like this is really interesting. Um, they kind of read them um, for example, these kind of forget-me-nots perhaps as like overly sentimentalized, as naive, as, um, as romantic. 
uh, for example. Um, these are some German ones. Um, I like uh, I like this little guy. Um, <laughs> um, all of yeah, all of these would would have would have been drawn from life in 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 prisons in the sort of eighteen sixties and seventies. Um, these ones, the previous ones, were from France. These ones are actually, um, uh, although by a French criminologist, done in a um, jail in Germany. Um, uh, some of them are remarkably well rendered. Like so, most of them are quite crude. Um, you can imagine a, 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 um, a sort of single needle pricking these designs out. But sometimes you end up with really beautiful things. I couldn't find a higher resolution of this um, in time, but this is um, really beautifully rendered uh, drawing of a tattoo from a um, again from one of these German criminal surveys um, under a kind of Adam and Eve perhaps figure here um, looking very kind of you know uh, 19th century with the moustache but um, you know this kind of thing I think if we if we look at those tattoos I showed you at the beginning by contemporary tattooers there's a really interesting iconographic continuity there happening um, Criminals are also photographed, obviously, in the era of photography. Um, so we get, again, these are French. We get French criminologists. Um, this here, uh, Jean Lacassagne, um, photographing prison tattooing in France. Um, again, flowers come up a lot, um, primarily decoratively. You know, so we've got, you know, for example, here, a nice tattooed bra. Um, or in, in these cases, you know, symbols of... Um, uh, of of alongside you know, alongside um, initials, which indicate that they're relate, you know, that they're 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 kind of almost like giving someone or remembering flowers in, of a romantic exchange, right? Flowers in our Western cultural context are these symbols of love and um, of, of romance of romance, and so of course again, when you're commemorating those on your body, flowers become an interesting and, and useful shorthand. Um, there's been a really interesting project called the Digital Panopticon, um, done by some academics uh, out of University of Sheffield and Liverpool, who took uh, the whole corpus of existing convict uh, databases, so basically prison records, jail records, trial transcripts, and particularly transport records of um, convicts transported to Australia. Um, and they part of the scan, scanning project was to link up um, the tattoo descriptions on these records. Tattoos were recorded, um, as I said, for kind of criminological typologies, but also for identification purposes. If you arrested someone and they told you the name was something different, you could compare um, the tattoo records, perhaps, to see if it was the same person. And um, th these actually do really interesting things. Um, first of all, they and you can play with these, but this is um, uh, this guy, Thomas Della. Uh, so you can see here, this is a summary, um, born in 1727, first arrested in 1804, so very, very young when he's first, when he's first arrested. Um, and it records his distinguishing marks, so not just scars, but he's got here, laurel tree um, and a flower pot, um, as well as some scars. And this is actually what the original record looks like, it's not very high resolution, um, but this is the actual um, transportation record when he was eventually shipped to Australia. Um, and from these records, we can actually see how popular flower tattoos are. Um, here's another interesting one. This is a Suffolk jail book. Sometimes you get creative jailers who don't just write down descriptions, but do little sketches. Um, this is a thistle, um, although he didn't draw that on the left arm. But um, on the right arm, there was something, there was a little mermaid. <laughs> um, 
it's very difficult to sort of reconstruct a visual typology of these most of the time. So I'm quite grateful when we end up with these kind of um, you know, artistically inclined uh, jail record bookkeepers. Um, but anyway, uh, the, 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 um, the, the, the Panopticon records uh, 1,400 people with tattoos that they categorize under the category of nature. Um, that includes uh, 24, uh, 24 people with tattoos of flowers, um, 31 people with tattoos of flower pots, um, 20 people with tattoos of wreaths, and two people with tattoos, 29 people with tattoos of thistles. Um, and there are all kinds of other ones as well. Um, the tattooing of, of, of flowers, you know, thistles there, and I think we sort of seem to see things like shamrocks and daffodils as symbols for national identity too. Um, but they're very, very popular designs throughout. I mean, we see um, this is a uh, little flower pot with a syphilis infection. Um, the, this is a sailor tattoo, actually. Uh, the, the sailor um, tattooer who was doing it was licking his needles clean between clients and had syphilitic sores in his mouth while doing so. Um, but say, so, say, sailors are our other, our other category of surveilled people, right? Again, if you have an idea of who gets tattooed, maybe it's sailors uh, if it's not criminals. Um, sailors also loved um, flowers. So we've got some sailor tattoo flash here from the early 20th century um, with our little rose. Uh, this is actually by a German tattoo artist from about the 1920s called Karl Rodemich, which who, um, amongst other things, has this beautiful rendition of a flower pot. Um, but again, the statistics, so far as we have them, bear out that flowers are very popular tattoo designs. Um, this is from a study by an American anthropologist uh, called Ira Dye from some time ago, but he went through um, the seafarer record books from the 18th century and the uh, US naval records from the early 20th century, like pre-World War I, and compared tattoos between them, both prevalence and design. Um, and he notices again here 1.5% of people um, have tattoos of trees or flowers um, in the, back in the late 18th century. Um, and he comes up with this like typology of tattoos, um, categories into which one might categorize all possible tattoos. And actually this still works, interestingly, almost uh, to the present day. This sort of, there's not much that doesn't fit into these general categories even now um, and again you can see here um, people with more than one tattoo often you know 20 uh, of those 3.7% um, of these men have people animal animals or flowers mm -hmm.